welcome to the Oceans Church podcast. We pray that as you join us for this message, you are blessed, encouraged and empowered to bring the kingdom of heaven into your spheres of life. How are we going? So good. Uh, it's good to hear. Hey, it is my privilege to bring you guys the word tonight and um, it's just so good to see all of your lovely faces. Welcome to Oceans. I just echo what Flick said. just want to welcome anyone that is here for the first time or maybe you're back for the second or the third time. We just want to say you guys are so welcome here and you belong here. And so, hey... If I've met you, my name is Dan, or Daniel for short. Um, <laughs> thanks, Luke. And um, yeah, I'm one of the pastors here at Oceans Church. Me and my wife, we are the Connect Pastors, which is a new role we've just stepped into recently. And um, hey, I just love this church. We just serve alongside such a good group of people. And God is doing an amazing, amazing thing. And oh, he's just good. Sorry, I'm already off my page. Awesome. Hey, and we are currently, as the sign represents, we are currently in our three-part series called Dominion. We are in the second week, and hey, I'm excited to bring you the word today because this series is all about taking back the ground that the enemy has stolen from us, and that is a pretty powerful thing to do. You see, the devil is out to steal so much from us. He's out to steal our peace, our joy, our health, and our provision you see, but the good news is, is through Jesus' Jesus's death and resurrection, we actually have the victory to, ca- to take back everything that the enemy has stolen from us. And that's incredible, by the way. Can we get an amen to that? <laughs> so good. And the key series, sorry, the key verse from this series is Joshua 1, verse 3 and 5. See, as Joshua and the Israelites were about to take the land that was given to them, God spoke and said this. He said, wherever you set foot will be on land I have given you. No one will be able to stand against you, for I will be with you. How amazing is that already? No one will be able to stand against you. And see, the same is for you and I. You see, when Joshua and the Israelites were going into the land, there were these giants that inhabited the land, and they couldn't stand against them. Or they had to cross the Jordan River, which was amazingly big and, and crazy, but that could not even stop them. God actually stopped the water, and it stood up and waited for them to cross. And see, the same is true for us, guys. If God is with and for us, like who can stand against us? You see, that's what this series is about. It's claiming the victory that we have in Jesus and taking back what is actually rightfully ours. See, we are currently in our 21 days of prayer and fasting at the moment, and um, it has been an incredible, incredible time. Uh, we've been fasting and praying over specific points during the week, and then that is the, point, the, the topic that has been preached about on the Sunday. So last week, we were praying into healing, and Ash preached an incredible message on healing. This week, we've been praying into the area of provision in all areas of our lives. And you know, again, we're hearing about that today. And next week is our last week, but I want to encourage you, hey, if you haven't joined yet, you are so welcome to join. If you feel led to fast with us, come and fast. You can do a full fast, a partial fast, Daniel fast. There's so many ways to do it, but I encourage you to get amongst it. And we have been praying every morning during the week, Monday to Friday, at Hour of Power, which is in person, get this, 6 to 7 on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 Cleaver Street, but online on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So hey, if you can't make it in the room, I encourage you, just hop online. It's an incredible thing. You don't have to put your camera on so you can be like in your bed, but just listen in and pray with us. We've been seeing God do some incredible incredible things. And can I just mention, Flick mentioned it earlier, God has already done something incredible in this room today. You know, he's stirring something afresh in Ocean's Church. So I encourage you during this series, even today, lean in. God wants to speak to you. So the title of my message tonight, if you're taking notes, is Clear, Content, and Confident. Why don't you bow your heads as I pray. 
Heavenly Father, we just invite you into this room. Lord God, it's nothing from my words. Lord God, it can only be by the power of your Spirit. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you minister to each and every single one of us in this room. God, I just pray that over this area of provision, God, we can take back the ground, Father God, not led by fear, Lord God, not led by discontentedness, Father God. But I pray, Lord God, today we'll hear and have revelation, Lord God, that you are our sole source of provision, Lord God. You are the Father that provides for his children. So God, we declare that right now. We place you on the throne of our lives, Lord God, and we just pray in Jesus' name that you speak to us tonight. Can I get an amen? amen? So good. Come on. Hey, so around nine months ago, right, Kels and I found ourselves in this interesting situation. So Kels was five months pregnant and the house we were renting at the time actually was going up for sale at the end of our lease. So, so pretty much long story short is we had to find another home in that time. And, you know, we went to, I think, one house viewing. I thought it was two. I think we went to one house viewing. And the rental market was very similar to as it is now. It is just like oversaturated. It's wild to try and find a house in this time. So, you know, we went along to this, this viewing and, and we actually felt bad. We almost felt like we couldn't even put in an application because there was families with like three or four kids trying to get into these houses. So, you know, we went back and we felt a bit defeated, you know, like, like what are we going to do? Anyway, like what, what happened was we actually ended up having a conviction on our hearts to, to just look into the possibility of buying a house. And like we were in no position, I cannot stress this enough, we were in no position to buy a house. In our heads, our, our finances like weren't in order or, or stable and you know, we didn't even have the money for a deposit. But you see, God opened a couple doors with some like first homeowner schemes and things we got on and get this right, we actually put in an offer for a house and got accepted but didn't have the money to pay the deposit yet. <laughs> but we had this crazy conviction on our hearts, call it silly, but we felt God was leading us into this and providing for us. So, you know, over that time, we saw the miraculous hand of God released in our life. You know, we had random last-minute jobs. I worked for myself as a photographer, and things just came up out of nowhere, and people and jobs came in. We had clients that didn't owe us money for like six months, just paid randomly early, and we actually ended up, get this right, a week before the deposit was due, we had the exact right amount. In our savings account. <laughs> Guys, we saw the provision of God firsthand. And that brings me to our key verse for today. That's Hebrews 13, five, verses 5 to 6. It says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You mere mortals. <laughs> you see, during this season, I felt God speak to me. He said, you know, when have I ever let you down? Like, when have you ever gone with nothing? And I, to that, I had to say, never, Lord. Like, you've always been faithful. You know, what can the circumstances that are actually out of my control do to me when God is with me? Or what can the decisions of others do to me? Like, can that affect and change the purpose of God in my life? Absolutely not. You see, this, this season brought a tangible peace into our family, and God reminded me that He is provider in every single season. So He wants to provide, as, as He is, He's the Father, guys. It's a Father's heart to provide for His children. We are His children. He is the Father. See, His heart is actually to provide for you in every single season. And you see, I believe that God wants you to experience Him as provider. You know, not just know in your head, but actually experience Him as your provider. And hey, I'm believing for incredible testimonies from this week, guys. We've had a, a crew of people in Albany and Perth praying over your provision, believing for God to move, believing for God to provide in so many areas of your life. See, God provides in 
so many areas. It's not just in finance, it's in relationships, marriages, friendships, families, kids, buildings, cars, clothes, jobs, promotions, and food. You see, Romans 8.32 says, For he, sorry, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? How powerful is that verse, guys? God is so good. See, God gave us Jesus, the most beautiful, lavish gift of all, like a priceless gift he gave to his children. And so why would he not also provide in every other area of your life? You see, on one hand, God is the provider. But you see, when we speak about the devil in this context, it's interesting, I think of him as the thief, because he wants to steal, to kill, and destroy. And as much as God wants to provide for you, the enemy is out to destroy the provision on your life. See, Satan wants to use all kinds of tactics to steal from us. You know, ultimately, he's not about stealing our money, our cars, and our possessions. You know, he's not going to hop in your car and drive it down the street. But he's actually after your peace. You see, because he knows that when he can steal your peace, he has the ground to then bring fear and anxiety into your life. And he knows that fear and anxiety leads to a few things. And one of them is, the, is an illusion of control. You see, it brings around this hustle mentality, this need to control the circumstances. And it keeps this, us in this constant state of fight or flight, when it actually, which actually brings about sickness and mental health issues. You see, the truth is that none of us So to break it to you, but none of us can actually control the circumstances of the world. Interest rates are going to rise. Wars are going to happen. Natural disasters will happen. It's actually out of our control. But fear gives us this illusion that we can control the circumstances that we are in. You see, fear also causes ungodly decisions. You know, the fear of not being married can lead to compromise. The fear of missing out can come at a loss of good friendships, community, and even family, or maybe work that costs us seeking God's kingdom first, and we compromise our faith in the name of provision. (laughs) See, fear causes us to take things into our own hands and use our own worldly efforts to fight the battle. But guys, can I tell you, if you're fighting the spiritual battle with worldly efforts, you are going to lose every single time, and it's going to leave you empty. You see, I believe God wants to release supernatural provision in your life. You know, tonight we're going to explore how we can actually receive that. And toward the end of the service, we're going to open the altar again for, to, for people to pray into that area of provision in your life. But before we do that, I want to break down the three keys found in Hebrews 13, verses 5 to 6. And the first key is to be clear or be free from the love of money. See, the love of money, that Greek word is actually the word aphilaguros. I'm sure that's not how it's said, but that's how it's spelt. See, it's to be fond of silver, to be dominated or over-influenced by the desire for financial gain. You see, if your heart is being over-influenced or controlled by money, then you, uh, your life is actually dominated and full. Again, the devil is not after your money, but he's after your heart. Because get this, if he can get your heart, he actually has access to you. And see, the devil has power. He does have power, we acknowledge that, but only has the authority to exercise that power in the areas of your life that you give him. You know, the verse James 4, 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But it works the other way as well. Hear this right. Submit to Satan, resist God, and the devil will run to you. Guys, whenever you give him the chance, he will take the ground in your life. You know, in the area of provision, I want to draw a contrast. You know, a father is there to provide, whereas a thief is there to steal. 
See, if you allow the love of money to rise up in your heart, you are actually literally submitting yourself to the devil and opening your doors to the thief to come in. So he will take from you and he will tell you all kinds of false promises to that, that will make you try to depend on money. So he will try to lure you with things like, yeah, money and possessions. See, it doesn't matter if we see that it's him or not, but the devil uses these worldly things to get inside of our heart. He's like, hey, just focus on that. And he'll tell you, hey, God is important. He'll be, God is important, but he's not the most important thing in your life. You know, he's not more important than your finance. Yeah, go to church and stuff, but hey, if that's going to get in the way of your finance, don't do that. You know, he's not more important than your work or your enjoyment. We see, when we fall for these lies, we are positioning ourselves in a place for the enemy to destroy us. You know, bringing ourselves outside that beautiful covering and provision and, and protection from God and actually bringing ourselves under the works of the enemy. You know, and in the pursuit of being filled, we actually find ourselves empty and broken. Guys, the devil might even give you finance. He might even give you all that you've dreamed of. But see, there's always this one condition to everything he offers you, and that is do not put God first in your life. And this will come at the cost of your soul. You know, it may seem appealing to begin with. It may even seem like a stable thing to put your hope in. But guys, soon you will realize that you have been robbed again, guys. And I tell you again, if, he, if you give the enemy any space, he will take the ground. He will cheat you and he will leave you feeling more empty than before. Because he wants you to keep needing more and more. Because he knows if he can get you to look for that satisfaction in physical things, you're going to keep looking and searching and bring it in and not feeling content in your heart. You see, but be free and clear from the love of money from the love of possessions, from the idols in your life. You know, whatever areas you're seeking provision for in your life, I want to encourage you, don't put that above God. Because, you know, Satan knows that where there is lack, it can be a weak point for compromise. See, Satan knows where there is lack, there can be a weak point for compromise. Guys, he doesn't play fair. He's out to steal your soul. He's out to rob you of the purpose and the plan God has for your life. He wants you to, to put your trust in worldly things. Hosea 14.8 says, O Israel, stay away from idols. Stay away from the love of money. Stay away from the love of possessions. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green. All your fruit comes from me. So the truth is, submit to Satan. Open your doors to the thief and you will be robbed. But submit to God, submit to the Father. And guys, the Father's heart is to provide for you. He's not a taker, but he's a giver. So he wants to, he's the one that answers your prayers and the one that cares for you. So I want to give a practical tip on how we can actually submit ourselves to God. You know, and this practical tip, right, get this, is a clear heart check of where you are submitted. And it's in the area of finance, in our tithing. See, tithing makes the statement that money is not an idol in your life. Money actually makes the statement, I mean, so money. <laughs> tithing makes the statement that money isn't an idol in your life. And you see, the, the biblical principle of tithing is taking the first 10% of your income and giving that into the temple or into the kingdom, into what God is doing in your church. Deuteronomy 14, 23 says, The purpose of tithing is to teach you always put God first in your lives. You see, the first thing that tithing does is it actually protects your heart on a personal level. Again, it practically puts God first. And do you, know, do you want to know where your heart is? Where's your finance going? What are you willing and, and love enough to, to, to bring your finance to? 
See, nothing indicates the position of your heart more than what you do with your finance. And you see, the love of money equals the root of all evil. But tithing breaks the power of the love of money off of your life in such a practical and tangible way. You know, sometimes we can be like, God, why aren't you taking this from me? And God's like, why aren't you tithing? <laughs> Come on. It's good. I don't know why I laughed. It's good. <laughs> awesome. Another thing tithing protects us against is the devourer. See, it protects us against the thief robbing us. Malachi 3.11 says, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not, shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. You see, tithing isn't just about the church, you know, but tithing isn't just about you know, bringing all of the tithes into the storehouse so that churches can be empowered to preach Jesus, see people saved and see nations discipled, but it's actually about personal level as well. It's about protecting the heart and protecting what God has already given to you. See, this principle can be taken in not only just finance, but in other areas of our lives as well. You know, in relationships, you know, do it his way. If you're single, don't compromise. Follow God. You know, if you find a Christian, trust that God will bring the right person at the right time. Because he will, I can tell you that. And don't compromise with things like sleeping around, etc. But seek the kingdom of God above all else. Or in your areas of work, you know, work with integrity as if you were serving God himself. You know, don't gossip or complain about bosses. Treat your co-workers well. You know, don't compromise or don't fall. Sorry, don't work all kinds of hours at the expense of seeking the kingdom of God and loving your family. This leads me to my second point we can draw from this scripture, and that is to be content. It says, be content with what you have. Do you want to know the secret to happiness? I'll tell you it right now. Contentment. Yeah. <laughs> you see, godliness with contentment is great gain, it says in 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. You know, if you want to gain something tonight, I encourage you, gain contentment in your heart. You see, the world is always saying, you know, you need more. You need more and more to be content. Just look for the physical things. You need more money. You need a better car. That's how you be content. Where God says, come to me, be content in me, and you will have gained so much more. So we have a sponsored child um, who lives in a small town in Rwanda in East Africa. It's awesome. We've been sponsoring her for two, two years now. You can put up the photo of her. And, um, and she was six years old when we first started sponsoring her. And it's incredible. So we get to, you know, write back and forth with letters. I don't know if anyone sponsors through Compassion. It's a great thing. If you don't, I encourage you to do it. And so we write back and forth with letters, like how she's going. And one of the first letters we wrote to her, we asked the question, you know, what's your favorite Bible verse? Because we knew she was a Christian. We knew her family loved Jesus. So we asked her, what's your favorite Bible verse, guys? And I was shocked to hear that her favorite Bible verse was Psalm 23, 1. Psalm 23.1 reads, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Her favorite Bible verse was, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Here is a child that lives in the face of poverty and hardship. You know, it, it, with nothing in the physical, but completely content in the Lord. Guys, she has this crazy God-given contentment in her heart. You know, that's not, it's, not, it's not based on what is around her, but it is influenced by God and that He is enough in and out of season. You know, people search their whole lives for this contentedness. They, look, they search their whole lives to be content, but they never find it. Guys, this girl with nothing has found it. And guess what her name is? Her name is peace. Guys, contentment has given peace the ability to see past what is happening in the circumstances around her, to trust in God, and to find joy and peace in doing so. You see, being present is another focus of this verse. 
you know, we're called to be content with what we have now, but we're also called to be content with where we are now, with the present. I don't know if you guys have seen Kung Fu Panda. Um, Master Uwe, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> he says, today is a gift. That is, why, that is why it is called the present. Thank you guys for laughing. <laughs> In other words, make the most of where you are. You don't need to rush to the next season. Hey, are you single in this season? Be present. Hey, are you married without kids in this season? Be present. What workplace are you in? You know, it doesn't matter. Be present. You see, when we look to the life of Joseph, he, he showed us how to be present in the season. So he had a dream on his heart, but he quickly found himself in prison in a distant land. You know, instead of getting rid of that dream, he kept the dream alive. And instead of letting that dream, like, make him just annoyed at his current season, he still chose to be present. See, he served those around him without losing his integrity. He didn't see his present as just a stepping stone, but he actually honoured the situation. And in doing that, you know what happened? He didn't just get freed from prison, but he actually became one of the like, mightiest rulers on the earth in that time. See, being present has so much power, guys. Being present in this season is actually the secret to being promoted to the next. Being present in this season is the secret to being promoted in the next. And guys, the devil wants you to be discontent with where you are. He wants you to try to escape. But can I tell you, if you try to escape this season prematurely, you know, it will actually close the prison doors to your next season. But guys, trust God. He will lift you up at the right time. 1 Peter 5, 6, 5 verse 6 to 7 says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God because he cares for you. Guys, so I encourage you, be content. You know, be content with what God has given you and be content in God. Like, he is enough. I was talking to someone before and I was like, do you actually know that you were designed, you were created for your ultimate satisfaction to be found in the Lord? Like, that is how you were designed as human beings. We are made that we would find our contentment and, and our peace in Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. So point one is be clear. Point two is be content. Which brings me to my third and final point. Be confident. Did you know that you can have a great confidence that God will provide all that you need in your life? And that's actually a biblical thing as it says in Hebrews 13. God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. You know, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You see, God wants us to have the kind of confidence that kids have. Kids have pretty crazy confidence, am I right? It's, it's a pretty incredible thing. Have you ever had a kid like, tell you you look ugly? Like, they would just say those things that's ever on their mind. That's not what God's calling us to do. But hey, he's calling us to have the confidence that kids have. You see, Peace, our sponsor child, again, she's grown up in, an, in a time of, of poverty and, and they have had not a whole lot. To, to live off of, like, they recently bought a goat with some of the money we sent them, right? And that has been, like, a massive blessing. Like, that has changed their circumstance so much, to have milk, like, every day. Like, that is a massive thing, and that's the life that they're living in. But you see, in Peace's most recent letter to me, um, she told me that what her purpose is, also what her hope was for the future. So she told me her hopes and dreams for the future. And so when she was saying this, you know, like, you know, before she said that, I wouldn't have been surprised, you know, if she... Like, settle for something pretty simple in the future. Like, you know, maybe working on the farm with her granddad or maybe, um, you know, working at the shop down the road and just kind of staying around home. But guys, this is what she said to me. 
She says, in the future, I hope to learn about medicine. In the future, I hope to study and finish university. In the future, I hope to visit my sponsors. See, when I grow up, I want to go to university. When I grow up, I want to be a senior doctor. I want to get married. I want to have children. Guys, these words pierce my heart because this is the confidence God is actually calling us as His church to have. Like this bold confidence that is wild. And guys, these words just broke me. Because I'm like, this is it. Like, she's got it. This is the confidence God is calling us into. This bold, courageous confidence in the provision of God. Just like knowing in your heart that like, He is not going to let me down. He is not going to let me down. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who provides in and out of season. It says in Hebrews, I will not be afraid. And you see, peace has every right to be afraid about her circumstance. Every right. I wouldn't put a pastor. But in confidence, she is living and hoping for a life full of purpose and full of provision. Guys, through confidence, fear has been defeated in her life and she can gain and go into all that God has for her. It's such a beautiful thing. You see, the devil, he wants to keep you in a cage. Guys, he wants to keep you away from a hopeful future. You know, locked up so that you aren't able to pursue the call of God on your life. He wants you to withdraw and He wants you to miss out on all of the abundance. And can I tell you, it is an abundance of what God has for you. Do you know, I've never lived an as amazing, incredible, fulfilling life than I have when I've walked with Jesus. You know, before that, I went searching everywhere for that fulfillment. And you know what? You search and you will search. And it is a lifelong journey of searching if you're not looking to Jesus. You know, what kind of courageous decisions could we make in life if we had not only a confidence but a boldness in the Word of God and in Jesus and just knowing that He will provide. You know, see, we would be free to pursue the call of God in our lives. We would be Christians that would be like, you know what, Jesus, I can throw it all away because all I need is You and I know that You're going to provide no matter what happens. I know that You're going to come through in every single season. I can pursue what You've got for me outside of just, you know, not being led by the fear of this world or the fear of man, but, but led and knowing that God is a providing God. You see, I believe this, right? I believe that Christians are called to be the most courageous people on the planet. The most courageous people on the planet. And why is that? It's because confidence is our inheritance. Guys, confidence is our inheritance. It is God-given. It is anointed. It is not boastful and prideful, but it is faithful. Guys, we have a faith-filled confidence that God is the provider, that what He said when He said, I am Jehovah Jireh, that that is still stands because He is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And I believe that, that He is Jehovah Jireh. And guys, I just believe that this coming season, God wants you to encounter Him as the provider. Like, there is something for you. I just want to say, if there's been something you've been worrying about, if there's, in this season, there's something you've been longing for, you've been asking God for and you haven't got it, I just encourage you to lean in. Like, He has got you. I can say from experience, He has got you when you put your trust in Him. When you be clear from the love of money, break off the idols. Don't let those things become the rulers of your life. When you be content in God, don't look to the things outside of the circumstances to find contentment, but find that in the person of Jesus. And be confident that you can have all that you need. And guys, watch the miraculous provision of God break over your life. You know, it's an incredible thing. We heard a testimony today of someone um, who, who actually got to, as Flick said, she got to pick the house that she wanted. You know, she actually had, I heard a story, she actually had a house lined up. And she felt God say, that's not the one, I've got more for you. 
Like how incredible is that? Guys, God has more for you in this season, but He's calling you into a deeper level of faith, like actually placing Him on the throne in your lives as the provider. You know, He is so much more than just just someone who looks after us, but He actually genuinely provides for you guys. The Father's heart is that He would provide for His children. Come on, why don't you guys stand with me this morning or this afternoon? This isn't the morning church. So good. Are you with me? Come on. Hey, we are going to go into a time of worship and prayer in just a moment. We're going to invite the prayer team up. But before we do that, I just want to give an opportunity for anyone who wants to step into relationship with the living God, with God the provider. You know, maybe you've been, um, you know, maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus before, or maybe you've been walking, or you used to walk with Jesus and now you've been walking your own way for the last few years or some amount of time. But hey, I just want to say that He's calling both of those people home. You know, maybe you're sick of being empty. You know, maybe you're, you're, coming, you're, you're in a needing place to be filled, to be content in life. Guys, God loves you and He's got a purpose for your life. And it all starts with this. It all starts with the declaration of God, you are my King. And then giving our hearts to Him actually is the first step of having Him as the provider of your life. See, in a moment, we're going to pray a simple prayer that receives the free gift of grace and the free gift of eternal life. And you know, this can be the moment that you actually step into relationship with the beautiful, loving Father. And it's a personal relationship. Each and every single one of us get to carry something personal with Jesus. So don't worry about the people around you. I'm not going to call you up to the front to embarrass you. Hey, I encourage you, if you're feeling a stirring on your heart, with all eyes closed, all head, every head bowed across this room, and if you're feeling a stirring on your heart, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but just so I can see who I'm praying for, you know, why don't you lift your hand? If you want to receive Jesus in this place tonight, if you want to encounter Him as Father, encounter Him as Provider, why don't you lift your hand? Awesome. You don't want to rush this moment. If you feel the beating on your heart, like, what is this? That's the Spirit of God knocking. Anyone in this room? Hey, we're going to pray this prayer together, church. And let's just do it as a rededication in our hearts. Say, dear God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross. Right now, I turn from my sin. I receive your grace. And I ask that you fill me fresh. I ask for you to sorry. I believe you're the one who answers my prayers and cares for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you online and pray that prayer? Just post in the comments. We'd love to get in contact with you as well. Hey, I want to invite the prayer team up the front. Awesome. And hey, we're going to go into a time of prayer and ministry. So if something on your heart stirred it tonight, if something on your heart was just like, hey, you know, God to provide an area of your life. If something was like, hey, I've been putting money above God, I encourage you. It doesn't matter what your request is, but come down and receive prayer. See, specific prayers get specific answers. So I encourage you, come forward with a prayer request and the team would love to stand with you in prayer. But just to open, I'm going to pray. Lord, we just thank you, Holy Spirit. We just invite you into this space, God. 
Father, we just thank you that you are good, Lord God. And I just pray in Jesus' name, God, you will help us, Father God, to be clear. Lord God, be free from the love of money, Lord God. We just give and, and surrender, Lord God, the idols in our life that we may have placed over you in season, Father God. Father God, we acknowledge that you are the Lord of our life, Father God, and we place you again in that place, Father. God, I just pray that you draw us to be content, Father God. We turn from complaining. Lord God, we turn from discontentedness, Father God. We will no longer look to the things of this world, Father, to build us up, to give us contentment in our heart, Lord God. But we know that it is found only in you, Jesus. So God, we surrender afresh. God, I pray contentment falls over every single person in this room. Lord God, that they won't be driven, Lord God, by the things of this world. Lord God, that they will be driven, Lord God, by you. Father God, I prophesy and release peace and rest in Jesus' name. And God, we ask, Lord God, a fresh confidence to arise in your church, Heavenly Father. Lord God, may oceans be a church, Lord God, marked with confidence, God. We inherit the confidence that is found in you, Jesus. So God, right now, I pray, Father God, pour out that confidence. God, pour out more faith, God, we ask for big faith. God, big faith, big faith in Jesus' name. Lord God, knowing that you are the God, the provider. Lord God, knowing that you are Jehovah Jireh. Father God, we surrender afresh. God, may our confidence not be arrogant. Lord God, but may it be faith filled in Jesus' name. So God, I release confidence over this place. Thank you for listening to the Oceans Church podcast. For more information, visit oceans.church.